Hey, Eric. Hey, Chris. What's your romantic dream? My romantic dream is being stuck in D-Block in Kislev. Oh, that's pretty good. Mine is having a podcast that at least one person listened to. Oh, cool. I did it. We, we, we've done it. We did it. We've met our dreams at the ripe young age of, where are you, like 40? Uh, not yet. I'll be 40 in April. It sucks. Yeah. Would you like to hear some hot sounds that I've recorded? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Retrograde Amnesia, a comprehensive podcast where we discuss classic JRPGs, chapter by chapter, beat by beat. Welcome back to Season 3, this is Final Fantasy VIII. Tonight, we accept our first mission as child mercenaries and look toward what dreams may come. My name is Chris, I'm joined tonight by Eric. Hey Eric. Children who kill. Yes, that's what we are. We are playing a role-playing game where we are playing the role of children who kill. What's your favorite children who kill video game, Eric? Incredible Crisis. Uh, I was going to say Metal Gear Solid 2, kind of. I guess it doesn't count. I guess he's aged out of the child soldier thing, but um, who knows. We are also joined by the RealNet, a collective of patrons who are listening to us record live. You too can join the conversation at patreon.com slash retroam. Maybe Ape escaped. Do the apes die in that? Are the apes children? Mentally, yeah. Is Kirby a child? Kirby's not a child. Okay, just checking. He devours and destroys, Chris. Okay. If you... uh... We are also joined by the FakeNet, our post-production AI companion... And former fiancé of Abdonis in Ring Fit. Oh, hi, FakeNet. How are you today? Initializing FakeNet. All I wanted to do were mountain climbers and boat poses, but he wouldn't shut up with the stupid planks. I know it was a bad breakup, but you'll get over it. Thank yeah. you. He's dead to me. Abdonis. I've beaten Abdonis. Yeah. I beat Abdonis before I injured myself. So, Can you name uh, four heroes? Uh, Abdonis. Uh, no, I can't. Armando. Armando, yeah. I think I beat three out of the four before Allegra, I Allegra, and then the old... Grandma who does yoga. Guru Andma. It's a pun for the word grandma. You dummy. Uh, I don't think I got to that one yet before I fucked my shit up. I'm almost ready to go back, though, I think. Anyway, Eric, we left off uh, last time with Kistis giving her heart to Squall and Squall throwing her heart against the wall and stepping on it as, as it... That's bl- right. And we're still unclear whether or not that was the smart move given the inappropriate teacher-student relationship. Yeah, I'm not sure where we landed on that. I think, like, Squall is an asshole, but he's not in the wrong to push back on that type of interaction. Right, I don't of course. Think. You need to dial it back a little bit, but yeah. that is, I think, the appropriate version of the response. Yeah, Kisses needs to wait maybe longer than one minute, before, one minute of, yeah. her, of, of not being his teacher. Maybe she could wait a year before Not be she his teacher and then wait two months to date a person her own age. Mm. That seems fair, maybe. I don't know, but the next thing that happens in this game is that Squall heads back to his, his dormitory. Do you think that in Squall's walk back to the dorm that he's unpacking that in his head, or he's just got periods just going through there? I imagine Squall is a person of interiority, but it's fueled by self-hatred and rage at the moment. Not not like Fujin level, but just like uh, fucking uh, Catcher in the Rye. Fuck, everybody's a phony. Uh, his thoughts are saying... Why the fuck does she have to say anything? Yeah, like, God yeah. damn it. Like, yeah. it's another problem to deal with. Didn't he say, like, I don't want to think about other people's problems or something like that? Yeah, he doesn't want to carry anybody else's burden. Right. He doesn't yeah. need any more complications into his mind brain to think about while he's avoiding schoolwork and figuring out what's wrong with Cypher. Well. Look at his dorm room. When you walk in somebody's house and there's no decorations or anything like that, mm-hmm. it's like, what the, f- what, what do you, what do you do, yeah. man? Yeah. Your refrigerator just has dip in it. <laughs> so, 
we get to the dormitory hallway and hold on yeah. i got to the dormitory or the uh the garden ring and i saw a faculty member you know what they don't do they don't uh try to kill me they don't play cards oh yeah <laughs> these, <laughs> these fuckers play cards <laughs> they uh i think they just tell you to go back to your room yeah that's yeah. it if you're not going to be fighting dinosaurs then go back to your room but yeah, continue. Dormitory hallway? Yes, we head to the dormitory hallway and Zell's there. He There's inter- cricket noises. Yes, he intercepts Squall. He doesn't just meet Squall, he intercepts him because you know Squall wants no part of this conversation. Right. Zell has been looking all over the place for Squall, which... Can you imagine how pissed Squall is that he's had to deal with Kistis and now Zell? He's had to deal with Zell twice because Zell was bugging him at the at the ballroom as well. Yeah. Uh, he, he did his second attempt at uh, spitting on his hand and trying to shake his hand, so... And wasn't there a siege of Dole today? Uh... No, mm, no. Or was that yesterday? It was today. It was today. It was today. The children were in a war today, and then they had a ballroom dance. Then they graduated from high school. <laughs> a lot's happened on this day. Anyway, Zell tells us that we've got our own rooms now, baby. Squall's got a new room across the hall from his old one. Yeah. And that's pretty much all Zell has to tell us here, right? Man, it took me forever. That's what he said. If you speak to him again, he says the exact same thing over and over again. Yeah. So there's no more dialogue from Zell. We can head into the dorm room, and now the room is a little bit different. I don't think we have a, a, a nook in the wall anymore. But no, it's we, a shittier room. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. His gun blade case is already there, so I imagine that they've... Yeah, and that is a gun blade case. I'm glad you pointed that out because I thought it was a poster. But yeah. once you said gun blade case, that made so much more sense. Yeah. He has a bookshelf and a desk now, which is nice, and he has his own custom save point instead of it being out in the little common area. Ah, uh, so when you get promoted to save, you get your own save point. Good. Chris, will Final Fantasy VIII be the first retrograde amnesia game not to acknowledge the existence of a save point? I think so, yes. They're never going to they're never gonna talk about yeah. it? Yeah, we, we, we don't talk about save points. It's cool. There's these holograms out yeah. in the world sometimes, and I can save my progress at them, and I don't understand. Big question here. So he has a new dorm room, right, from yeah. this morning. Who moved all of his shit? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Was it the Acolytes? Did I think so. It? They okay. had to. Yeah. I bet they don't leave fingerprints. Are, does Valum Garden have workers in addition to the the garden faculty? Absolutely. Look at the lawn. There is some landscaping going on 24-7 but out here. But is it those dudes in the robes doing that? I don't think so. It okay. gets too hot unless they're not human. All right. Yeah. I think that's why the town of Valum allows itself to coexist with the garden because it is a provider of jobs. Yeah. So then we can go to sleep. No sleep music, of course. Nope. And we wake up and we are receiving an announcement from the other side of the door. Yeah, somebody knocks and there's bird noises. Yes. Like there are every morning. It's not the bird talking, it's Selfie. She announces that we have our first seed mission! Exclamation point. One day after our last violent mission. Yeah, one day. Yeah, finally. Uh, and when you wake up too, you can find a weapons magazine on your desk as well. Squall sleeps in his bed in his clothes from last night with shoes on and no covers. <laughs> yes. Like, JRPGs had kind of, this was a regression for me because in the 16-bit games, they would walk in a bed and, like, the texture of the the, the little bitmap would clip underneath where they were so yeah. it looked like they were sleeping. Yeah. They can't do that shit here. Nope. Not working. Selfie says it looks like we're going to timber and to meet by the front gate. Hmm. She also says to hurry, and I am not going to do that selfie. Of course not. We've got a podcast to produce here. It's the April issue, like you said, of Weapons Monthly. You know you have to physically read these, right? Yeah. Go to your yeah. item menu and read that shit. Yeah. Well then, Chris, Balam Garden plays. It does. Great little melody. You explore around? I did. I, I decided to go see what's up out here in the garden. Not a ton has changed out here, but I did a little bit of exploring. 
I didn't find too much. So tell me what you found, and I'll tell you what I found. Okay, well, Zhu is hanging out. She's out there in the ring outlet between the the rooms. Right from where Cypher... Oh, yeah, in the... Okay, yeah. Yeah, and she tells Squall that she heard he got his first mission already. She says, it looks like they have high hopes for you. Isn't she like the management person? Shouldn't she have assigned the mission? I... I don't know. It seems like maybe she just oversees the field exams, maybe. Oh, That could be her job. Not sure. I guess we'll probably see more of the lines between student military person and professional mercenary are so blurry she doesn't want to play cards by the way oh she doesn't no she's a closeted member of a card group chris next i went to the hall outside of the classroom on 2f Mm -hmm. Uh, there's some girls gossiping out here about how there were four people who passed the exam they note that one of them was a girl and that is encouraging to them there's actually several different scenes that can take place in this hallway outside the classroom Uh, another one that i found was uh there's a boy who asks to see squall's gunblade you can say yes or no. And if you say yes, Squall backs up, pulls his gun blade out, and does a couple of slashes. It's kind of out of character for him to do that. But uh, when that happens, Mr. Aki runs out of the classroom and chastises Squall and tells him he's going to lose points. So I don't think you actually lose points. I think if you do that before, yeah, before. the delay mission, then maybe you can lose points there. But here, I don't think it matters. Okay, continue. Okay, well, sometimes when you access this hallway outside the classroom, there will be two girls chatting about lipstick. I did not find their conversation very interesting, so I did not further document it. Did you pay a visit to Katawaki? The doctor, yes. Doctor I went back and kicked Katawaki. her ass in some cards a little bit. Oh, really? You yeah. played the doctor? Yeah. Nice. She, she doesn't have much much to offer me right now. I liked her commentary. What is it? Are you injured again? Which is some <laughs> big-time school nurse energy. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. I wish anyone would talk to me this way. Yeah. At, at this point, I also went all the way up to 3F to visit Sid's throne room, and there's nobody in there at this time. Yeah, it's just the empty yeah. area. Yeah. Skybox. The quad still looks like shit. Selfie has made no progress since yesterday, which I don't know what else she could have been doing in that time. Yeah, she's been fighting a war after all. Did you talk? Did you go to the cafeteria? I did go to the cafeteria. There's some kids gossiping there about how Cypher failed the exam because he ignored all orders and went berserk. They say they can see why he never passes the field exam. And one of them speculates, or I speculate the garden doesn't want him to pass the field exam. Or he doesn't want to, one or the other. One of these guys then makes fun of the other one for never passing the written test. Yeah. And then he calls them Mr. Paper Test Boy. Yeah. Which, that needs another round of, of refinement. I, I like Mr. Mr. Pa- paper Test Boy. I like Mr. Paper. That is, there's, that's not even an idea. That's, you just wrote down what it is. That's true. True. At this point in time, I think you've already done this, but I played the groupies in cards and finally got my Kistis card at this point in time. So I am moving up in the world in the realm of Triple Triad. So those guys by the table, if you check in with them every single time, you will get their story eventually up Mm -hmm. until they become seeds. If you stop checking in with them, that it's like a side quest that doesn't ever exist again. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I hope I did enough there. Anything else? At the cafeteria, one of the ladies says the line is for returns. Chris, what are you returning at the cafeteria? (laughs) Hot dogs. (laughs) Did you go to the library? No. The library, one clerk tells the other they're going to cut the library budget again. They complain, suggesting that out of all committees, they're the only one beneficial to studying. They go on to complain about the snack budget. Chris, as some as two people who went to a local uh, state university that is highly prided itself on its increasingly corrupted athletic program. Yeah. Uh, did you ever get the feeling they spent uh, too much fucking money on football and not enough on upgrading the decaying... Uh, classrooms in Davidson or Strickler or any of those places. Yeah, and <laughs> they did, and they would, well, the, the way that university was run at that point in time was kind of shady because they had, the, the athletic department had its own foundation, and they mm-hmm. kept all the money. Straw from that. And that was sold at the time as with, with the weird trope of uh, 
we invest all the money back into the athletic program, et cetera, because you're not you're not technically allowed to make a profit off this stuff. Of course not. But that's why they build fucking waterfalls in the locker room at Alabama or whatever, because they can't do anything with the money. So they just have an increasing, increasingly weird arms race with other schools. It's strange. But yes, I like when they build dorms that are basically like first class apartments. Yeah. And while other people have to sleep on like 60 year old gym floors with a shitty mattress. Yeah. Yeah. But they can be half other students. So also when you're there, the pigtail girl that likes Zell, she's mm-hmm. by the bookshelf and she's telling us the library committee uh, will know if there's a book that we're looking for. But then Zell steps out of the party and says, I've been waiting forever for goodbye Poorer Run. Has anyone returned it yet? And she kind of shakes her head and replies, oh, Zell, I'll put a search on that. Please hold a second. Hmm. And that's all I saw for that. I don't know if that goes anywhere. Yeah, I meant to come back here and check because I knew that the pigtail girl had a crush on Zell and I was going to bring Zell back here and I forgot to do it at mm. later. So hopefully I can do that when we get back to Balaam. In the back, a faculty member is flipping out, complaining about how the desks aren't squeaky clean. And he thinks the library committee, those girls up front, they're talking about the budget. They must be slacking off. Yeah, I think that can happen at any time because I think that happened to me early on in the game. Time to go to the gate, front gate. Yes, sir. Okay, well, on my way to the front gate, I stopped by and played the old man at the reception desk in cards and got a few good cards from him. I'm starting to really... Uh, Can you picture doing that, like, through the glass case? You're just <laughs> holding them up? Yeah. Having played Triple Triad now physically with physical cards, it is a rather odd because you have to do the math yourself <laughs> while you're playing it and flip the cards over yourself when you're playing it. It's kind of weird. Fakenet, where did Chris get those cards? Initializing Fakenet. From Visory Art on Etsy. It's a nice set. So, when I reach the gate, guess who's there? It's Headmaster Sid and a faculty member. Question, do they let Sid out without an escort? I don't think so. Okay. I think he's kept under lock and key pretty hard. Okay. Squall and Selfie are here. Well, Selfie's here, but we are Squall. And the faculty member is stating that we have one more minute. Yeah, hang on. Somebody else is coming. Yeah, Seed is playing right now, I think. Yes. Uh, Then, Zell joins the party. Victory music. By riding a sick hoverboard and doing sick tricks. Yeah. The faculty member tells him that ski boards are prohibited within the garden. Ski boards? I got T boards. I got ski boards, bro. Hmm. Who? Fecknet. Ski boards yeah, or T boards? Right. Initializing Fecknet. It's T boards. Zell pleads with him, suggesting that it's, quote, really cool, end quote, and may come in handy during seed missions someday. Is this foreshadowing, or is this never going to be? I have no memory of this. Yes. It seems like something Zell would have, a Marty McFly fucking hoverboard, because that's the kind of vibe that he gives off, but maybe I don't think limit, this ever comes in handy. Maybe his limit break was originally going to be hoverboard-based. Yeah. I mean, there's dog-based limit breaks in this game, so why the hell not? A faculty member confiscates it and says, all of you are members of seed. Nevertheless, you're still students at this garden. Mm. Chris, that's how they get you. Yeah. They must set examples for the rest of the students at the garden, and then Zell starts vibrating. Yes. <laughs> the, Zell's hoverboard is confiscated by the, by the faculty. Victory music is what I wrote for some goddamn reason. It's stupid. Sid decides to tell us about our first mission. Mm-hmm. You are to go to Timber. There, you will be supporting a resistance faction. That is your mission. A member of this faction will contact you at Timber Station. This person will talk to you and say, The forest of Timber should have changed. At that time, you must reply, But the owls are still around. Hmm, secret codes. That is the password. Yes. He says, then just follow their orders. This is like the secret password shit you see in James Bond movies. Yeah. And Zell has a, a really interesting comment here. He's mm-hmm. actually, I think he's onto something already, even though he's a yep. dope. He doesn't realize he's onto something, but he asks why it's just us three. Right. We're fatigued as shit. We graduated yesterday. We liberated a country yesterday. Yeah. Uh, We're all rookies. 
The faculty actually has a pretty good answer. Selfie doesn't this. even go here. Go ahead. <laughs> the faculty member has actually a pretty good answer and says that we have agreed to the mission for very little money. Uh, as we know, capital rules all the, the garden system. Right. So, uh, you can get some rookies for cheap. Yeah. and But, you know, like... There has to be something else going on here because I don't think Sid would agree to send Squall in there because you know Sid is into gunblades and he doesn't he wouldn't he doesn't see Squall as an expendable soldier. He also, may see he may see Zell and Selfie as expendable, but not, not Squall. Squall. Yeah. Well, he's got two gunblade boys, right? Yeah, that's true. But you know, Cipher he's the not other a one's kind of busted. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. He's, the faculty member cuts Sid off this time instead of vice versa. Yeah, yeah. He uh, abruptly changes the subject. So that's weird. Yeah. Sid tells Squall he's the leader and to use his best judgment based on the situation. He tells Zell and Selfie they're meant for support. And that's it. We have control. Hangar Moose says Zell rides a hoverboard and hates being called chicken. Yep. Distant, distant cousin mm-hmm. of Marty McFly. Super right. McFly energy right yeah, there. Right there. Good job. So if we speak with Sid again, he'll give us something. It's called the magical lamp. This is weird as shit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is I this... love when my principal gives me cursed items. <laughs> I don't know if there's actually a narrative reason for this or they just couldn't get it in the game. That's what I think it has to be. It's like, fuck, what do we do with Diabolos? There's no question. When do we give the player Satan? What I don't know. Make yeah. Sid give it to him in a genie lamp. Yeah, who knows? So do you want to go ahead and talk about the magical lamp right now? Yeah. Like everything mm-hmm. that entails? Is Back in the day, I, I, I thought this was weird, and I immediately looked at it and was... When you look at it, you're launched into a battle with the Guardian Force Diablos. Yes. Uh, also, if you... Yeah, you have to go to the menu to select it, and yeah. did you notice the item description? No, what's it say? It says, don't forget to save your game before you use this. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is pretty interesting, because this thing can fuck you up if you don't know the trick. Yeah. So. The literal devil asks, who disturbs my sleep? And yeah. it's time to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. His name is Diablos. Guess what I did, Eric? What'd you do? Scanned him. Oh, great. Yeah. Hit that scan sound effect. It's way too long and kind of annoying, but we're going to stick with it. Diablos is a mysterious garden force living in another dimension. It uses a powerful attack called Gravijaw. And that's it. Living in another dimension. Yes. Can you be more specific? Uh, I guess the, 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 the... So inside of the magic lamp, is that the other dimension? Or are we summoning it from another dimension using the magic lamp? That's the question right I here. think you're summoning it to an in-between, a pocket dimension between okay. two dimensions. That works. So what happened to you the first time you fought this thing? Did it kill you? In 1999, it beat the shit out of me. Yeah. In 2021, I understand how Demi and Gravija work, where they take percentages of your hit points. Yes. So the trick to this guy is that he mainly will use gravity-based magic, which is his main spell is Demi, and he'll also use Gravijog. Demi takes 25% of yeah. your of your remaining health, and the other one is 50%, I think. I think so. But he does have a physical attack to finish you off. Right, because if you just keep taking a quarter, you'll never actually kill someone. Yeah, so I, I did read in a guide that he's pretty susceptible to blind. Yes, but, he blind his ass. Yeah, but I did not have enough blinds to do so. Oh, I you had, didn't have 100 in every character right no, now? No, I only had oh, 10. that's weird. Yeah, I only had 10, huh. so I kept trying to, to get it to work, and it didn't, but... Um, well, you can fix it to your weapon, too. That, that's what I did, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I had it affixed to Zell, and it just didn't happen. And but there's another way to do this is that if you draw Demi's from him and cast it back on him, that's right. He will appreciate that and mm-hmm. heal you, which is really nice. So if you keep doing that and keep everybody healed, then you'll eventually uh, take care of him because Demi works on him 100 of the time. So works out pretty well. You know what? Let's go ahead since we're talking about Diablos. Once he becomes on your team, let's listen to the sound effects that happen when you summon him to fight for you.
in the next one. Thanks, Eric. Would you like to hear some Diabolos lore or etymology? I have a little bit. Is he part of the Diabolos core? <laughs> With his Diab- Diabolos lore? That's going to be one I have to train myself to stop saying Diabolos from Xenogears. Diabolos core? Um, Corpse. Diabolos is the Greek word for devil. Diabolos means accuser or slanderer and could be connected to the Greek word diabolos, which means divider, which fits his affinity. Quarterer. Given, given the, the gravity element and uh, all that via the Final Fantasy fandom wiki. Thank yes. you. Yes, the gravity of the situation divides us, Chris. Yes, it does. Is that it? That's it. You also get the Diabolos card. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, at this point, like I was typing and it's where I realized that if you let the cards idle for too long, they'll start doing 3D rotations. Oh, cool. On the triple triad screen. That's cool. That's kind of nice. So why does, why, why? why does it have this? Yeah. It's a great question. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we, I don't even think it's a discussion question. It's just something, oh, I don't know. He's got it. Why is my principal giving me a connection to Satan? Don't know. Just for me? Didn't mm. he give it to any of the other people? Or does this like, does this happen? Like, does Sid give somebody a magic lamp? Is it like a, a, a UFO catcher quarter machine shit that he gives every? Sometimes you get like candy. Sometimes you get a guardian force. Sometimes it blows up and kills you. Well, you do remember, I, I don't remember trickster. if it was, I don't remember if it was Sid or a faculty member that said, uh, don't listen to the, don't listen to his lies about the don't GF. Believe his lies. Don't believe his lies. Don't believe his lies. Don't believe his lies. About the GFs. Remember we said that we would hear some uh, anti-GF propaganda along mm-hmm. our way. And uh, please, please don't listen to that. So maybe this is just Sid's sneaky way of saying, I want you to have another GF, please. Monster in my pocket. Yeah. So anyway, I gave this to Squall. Now we're off, right? No. No? No. I went back. Oh, okay. 3F, Sid's office. You know why? Why? He's got a cipher card. Oh, yeah, I did this too. Yeah. Triple triad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do we read into this, Chris? Why does he have the cipher card? Is it part of his gunblade obsession? I think so. Yeah. I also took a death claw, a forbidden, and an elastoid from Sid. Uh, It's like 20 minutes before, like... I get a real feeling, because you play these guys, they don't always use their rare card, and it's like the fourth or fifth hand they finally do, and when they do it, my, my heart flutters, mm-hmm. and it made me realize that I am very susceptible to blind box, loot box bullshit, Oh yeah, yeah. which is why, as a human, I should stay away from games that feature those, especially when they involve money. Yeah, yeah. Because I will sit there and hit that button to play them forever until yeah. I get that card. I think I got pretty lucky. I got it in the first or second try, so yeah. I felt good about that. At this point, you have enough of a deck to just cream anyone, so... Yeah. Yeah, provided sure. the rules aren't fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's it. So now we can leave. Let's head through the blue fields and get back to Breezy Balam, Balam, whatever. Uh, I did a little bit of exploring here. I stopped by Zell's house again. Okay. Zell says, hi, what's up? There's a couple of people here. They're not Zell's mom. They're just two people. Just in his house? Just a mom and a dad, it looks like. Yeah. Um, we'll later find out that these are the parents of the big bad rascal. Uh, Zell will tell them that he's been raging a storm all over the place, which I think means he's been out beating ass, I think. That's or masturbation, yeah, one of the two. one or the other. Yeah. Uh, these people tell Zell that their boy is trying to be just like him. He's a bad influence, Chris. Yeah, I think that they mean that in a negative way. Yeah, Zell's a big hothead. Yeah, Zell wonders aloud if it's his fault. I mean, I did go to high school with some kids that you really, with like, you need to go to the army. Uh. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. So then if you go into the back room, the, the big bad rascal himself is back there. Yeah. His name, Big Bad Rascal. Great name. He tells us that he's been a pretty good boy today. All he did was bring back a frog. And I say, great job. I wish my kid would bring, bring back a frog. Frogs like, have warts, Chris. Everybody knows that. Well, I mean, like, fucking go find a frog. You can find frogs in this neighborhood after it rains. They're really? all over the fucking place. Yeah, That's cool. Toads, actually. Slippy toad. Hunt 
to tell the good guys from the bad. So you, uh, we're back in Balam. Did yeah. you talk to people at the front who were talking about the seed concert? Oh, the gas station people? Yeah, the gas station people. Yeah, what would they have to say? They said, where are you seeds off to now? Are you going to go fight some war? Yeah. Chris, the fucking shade there is excellent. Yeah. Imagine asking an army guy this. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. You know how yeah. people, you know how it's a, it's, it's a funny, nice little story when like kids go up to service people in the, uh, in the, uh, airport and say thank you for your service and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff what if you walked up what if you what if i sent my kid over to one of those guys and said what are you about to do go fight some war you should do that shit i found the queen of cards and i to start the queen of cards quest i deliberately lost my mini mog card to her so she can mod it into kiros later on yeah all this shit all this uh gaming the the uh triple trihead rules and everything uh-huh I'm not doing it it's for me i need every single card there's not even a trophy for that i just must i cannot like live with the fact that I might be inferior to my 16-year-old self in this video game. Yeah, I'm just rolling with it because I, I am already superior than my I, 17-year-old self playing mm-hmm. this video game because I'm pretty sure I ignored Triple Trihead the first time around. So That's fucked up. Now that I'm at least engaging with it and just kind of, like if a rule spreads, a rule spreads, whatever. I'll I mean, go with the flow, man. A lot of people get cards early to mod them to break the game, but I want them to have them. Like the Angelo card, but you can get later, that can be modded into 100 elixirs. That'll yeah. solve your healing for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that. I'd rather have the card. You gotta catch them all. Got to. So an uh, interesting thing about this quest is after you lose that card to her, she'll either go to Dole or Galbadia. If she goes to Galbadia, you gotta reset and try it again. So... You lose the car, then she leaves? Mm-hmm. That, that's how you make her leave? Yes. Okay, because I was reading about how she can leave, and I didn't know what to do about it. I, I, at this point, I didn't have the mini-mog card. I think I went back and got it on my Running kid. on my trip back uh, to get the cypher card. Chris, yeah. it took me nine tries of throwing the game before she did this. Oh, yeah. It's... Eventually, I had to load a save from old, an old Dole save, and then load my other save and fucking game the RNG so she would do it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. God damn it. Uh, at the station, the conductor tells me the train to Timber is here. Chris, it's 3,000 gil. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Uh, our sa- that's half our salary. It's <laughs> cheaper than a train or than a personal car. Yeah. A little bit. Both conductors tell me to hurry and get on and I'll take my oh, goddamn time. I've got something else too. What happened, go. Chris? Um, I went outside the hotel or outside the hotel maybe. Mm-hmm. And the owner is out there. He's, he's trying to come up with a saying to promote the hotel. They oh yeah, every day is great at your hotel. That they're, they're calling it a slogan or something. Zell tells him in his own words to blow it out his ass <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Like, Zell hates the hotel guy. Well, Zell hates... I, I didn't write it down for some reason, but Zell hates whatever he came up, came up with, and he says to blow... But anyway, the guy then becomes obsessed with the word blow. Oh, no. And he, he decides on... His new motto is going to be Balham Hotel, where the sea breeze will blow your ass away. Dude, our student... No, blow you away. Blow you away. <laughs> our student seeds keep getting owned, like when Sid turned whatever around on Squall. Yeah, yeah. It's proof that when you're a teenager, you're nowhere near as smart as you think you are. And my kids are about to turn six, so I've got some time, but I've been trying to think of a way to tell my kids that they're not that, not as smart as they think they are without mm. just saying you're not as smart as you think you are. Because I know um, my mom used to say that to me. Yeah, I don't have kids. I think you should open up. They're on the second floor, right? Yeah. Open up their bedroom window and hold them out of it by their collar and their underwear and just repeat, I am superior over and over again. No, it's not about me being superior. It's about them understanding that their brains aren't fully developed. Although I think the, the, the newer generation is more uh, cognizant of those facts. Mm. Yeah, they're uh, more tolerant of people different from them, too. I yeah. don't understand it. Oh, we'll see what happens. Good luck. Blow it out your ass. I bought a ticket to Timber, and I'm all, we're off. Yes. Uh, the world map features the train actually traveling, and it's got like a... It's like a, a reminds me of a toy train a little bit, like a snake. Goes into that damn tunnel and disappears. Yeah, yeah. The, the the train world map technology is nice. This is the first time we've really seen something like this moving across the world map other than a airship or chocobo in, in a Final Fantasy game, right? 
The Magitech, that, I guess that wasn't a world map, was it? No, no. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. That I can come up with anyway. But then yeah. we're on the train. Yeah. No music, just train rails. Yeah, Selfie, she's here. She says, this train is awesome. Zell says, a transcontinental railroad, baby. It even runs through an underwater tunnel to get to timber. Pretty cool, huh? I thought that's where we were because it was all bright outside. Yeah. I was like, is this directly underwater? Yeah. I don't understand. Zell's absolutely a guy, like a train guy, like train's oh, yeah. a cool guy. Uh, he's this whole time he's given this little speech about how cool trains are. He's wildly emoting, like he's doing all of his animations. Yeah. He's just cycling, he's cycling through, through, them. through them. Squall and Selfie are just kind of sitting there. Chris, when's the last time you were on a train ass train, not a subway? Uh, train ass. I mean, does the uh, does the tra- does the train in Chicago count? Because it kind of functions as a subway, but it's a train. A train for pleasure, not a train for transportation. Oh, a pleasure uh, train. I don't think I've ever been on one. Man, I was on a tourist trap in Florida where you take a train ride that lasts for three hours and watch a play that happens in the aisles. Oh, I actually, I take it back. I've been on a train every year, and I fucking hate doing this. Uh-huh. But every, every year... Every year you forgot that you go on a train. <laughs> yes, every year. That's why I, was, I hate it. Well, we didn't, this, we didn't do it this past year because, uh, obviously... Global pandemic? Uh, yes. But in French Lick, Indiana, home of Larry Bird... I've been there. Um, Every year during Christmas time, they uh, do this thing where you can get on a a train and they uh, reenact the dead-eye Tom Hanks Christmas story, Polar Express. They reenact that. Oh, that that fucking thing, yeah. And then then you drive to, quote, the North Pole. Uh My kids can't tell it's fake yet. And although I think... You need to spoil that so you don't have to go anymore. I think they can figure that out. Yeah. They do that. Santa gets on the train, gives them a fucking thing. One year, Santa was an asshole and my wife got pissed at him. Listen to the outtakes at the end for that digression. Chris, Final Fantasies, instead of time to sewers, should have time to train. I'm at 14 hours. Oh, and you're, um... Like, all Final Fantasies, like, they inevitably, you will be riding on a train. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right, yeah, so there should be a time yeah. to that. Yeah, that's true. Like sewers. So, eventually, Squall is just like, sure is, buddy, to sell Zell, because Zell is, is talking about trains, and Zell hangs his head in disgust because no one cares. And he tells Squall that you have to use your ticket to get inside. And I'm wondering if that's why Squall is like on one step into the train. He hasn't yeah. actually entered the actual car yet. Yeah. But he means like the actual car. Yeah, it's like swipe your car to get into this next section, yeah. basically. He walks up to an ATM and says, okay, we can get inside now. Yeah. He makes an ID check noise. <laughs> Selfie then races to check out the front. And then she says, teehee, and then thanks. Then we're in like this side room that's right outside of our, our room room. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool shot from a mid-level camera. Squall's back is to the player. Zell's in the middle, standing cross-footed, and Selfie is looking out the window. The power lines and shit are passing outside, and this didn't happen a lot during the PS1 days. No. Like, it's cleverly obscured, so it can only show, like, a mid-range shot of it. But yeah. it's this is neat. This is an expensive video game. Zell notes that Seed has a private cabin. He opens the door and screams in capital letters, Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah. Chris, do you remember being excited about things? Things you've never seen before, before you were corrupted as an adult that you've, you've seen yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. This is great. Is this uh, Seed's private cabin, is this like another signifier of like... Status? Garden runs this shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, we'll get to it in a second, but the cabin's pretty nice. Before we get in, though, um, Selfie says, I love trains. Train, train, take us away. There's some musical notes. Take us away, far away, to the future we will go. Oh, great. Thanks, Selfie. Question, is Selfie improvising or is this a local tune? Is this, is this top 40 for the uh, Selfie world of- seems like an improviser. Like, yeah. she can make up a tune, you know. She starts dancing. In a moment's notice. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then we're in this room. It's spacious with red velvet floors. It has a fucking vaulted ceiling mm-hmm. and a set of bunk beds. There's a nice plant behind the giant L couch. Zell is bouncing up and down on the couch. Yeah. 
I love his first uh, his first observation here. It's this place has magazines. Yes. <laughs> like a fucking doctor's office. Chris, Zoomers may think the magazines are things invented for this game. However, yes. they were real. We used to read them back in the day. Yes, that's true. Uh, one of them is Pet Pals, Volume 1. Yeah, we get that. Sure, it's nice to have a Pet Pals. Chris, did this train car and ride cost more than what the Timber faction is going to is going to pay us? Probably. You think so? I or think do you think so. this is comped for seed use? Yeah. Uh, it's a good question. I don't think we ever get to turn in our receipts. I mean, they're basically walking commercials at, at this point. Zell says it pays to be a member of Seed. Mm-hmm. Wow. He then asks if Squall knows anything about Timber. Your responses are, I don't care, or not too much. Yes, I uh, I figured that saying not too much would give would prompt Zell to give us some, some lore, so I said uh-huh. that. Great, what happened with you? Timber used to be a country surrounded by deep forests. But 18 years ago, Galbadia invaded. Timber fell quite easily to Galbadia. So now Timber is under Galbadian occupation. It's said there's a whole bunch of resistance factions, big and small. Then, Squall thanks Zell by saying, Thanks, Mr. Know-it-all Zell. And Zell... He takes it. He does. He also, uh, for me, I picked I don't care. And then Squall was like, come on, come on. I said, all right. Then he said the exact same thing. Oh, oh. So I don't know what happens if you tell him to fuck off twice. So as far as Zell knowing this and Squall not knowing it, it signifies that Zell pays attention in class and Squall doesn't, which is more evidence that Squall's just an asshole. Yeah, that's true. Like Zell knows more about geography than him of all things. Mm-hmm. Then Selfie pops in and she confesses she's not feeling well. No. Squall tells her she should get some rest if she's tired. She says she's sleepy, and then Zell starts to get sleepy. Fuck, Chris, are we being gassed? They both pass out on the couch, and then the ringing gets louder and louder as Squall asks what's going on. He grabs his head, says, Ugh, what is this? And then falls to his knees and falls over. They pass out. They're done. Game over. Been gassed. All right, well, now we're into a dream sequence, right, Eric? Who says it's a dream, Chris? Yeah, it could be uh, remote viewing. That's right. In fact, I did refer to our character's thoughts, our, our current character's thoughts uh, on this thing as the thoughts of the remote viewers. Hmm, I put dream case. boys frequently, or <laughs> dream works. squad, something like that. That works, that works too. Uh, so we're in a forest. Yeah, in the middle of some like jungle warfare. Yeah, Never Look Back is playing. Yeah. We're three guys in blue Galbadian armor. We're also in lush green forests, much like the protected greenery around here in Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. Uh, there's some some of the brushes on fire, too. Yeah. One tree's broken down and it's smoking in the center, suggesting we're in the middle of some kind of conflict. Bullet holes fill another tree, mm-hmm. which you can also find in Kentucky. Someone says, uh, Laguna, are you sure this is the right way? So we're soldiers. We don't have, we don't have our helmets on, right? Like we're all still with our, our man faces out here? Yeah. I guess so. Huh. I mean, we need to be able to. It's it's like uh, when Tobey Maguire was Spider Man. His 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 mask was ripped off half the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then a translucent text box appears, and it says, "Huh?" And what the suggesting our passed out protagonists are also witness to these events. Yeah, because we're the protagonists. Yes, they're they're the remote viewers of the stream. But we have control. We are someone named Laguna, according to the menu, and we're here with Kiros and Ward. Yeah, and one thing that I didn't remember about these sequences is that. Our junctions from our main game have transferred. They to map these over one to one. Yeah, which is really great. Which I don't know if we're supposed to read into that because it doesn't make any sense, or if it's just a contrivance we're supposed to roll with for this game to function. I'm still a little bit confused because question marks are popping up off the screen as we yeah. as we kind of progress through this area, mm-hmm. and I can only assume at this point they're Squall's thoughts. So I, I think later on we realize that these are Squall's 
selfies and Zell's yes, thoughts. Yes, it's everyone all... combined, but I don't know if they can speak to each other in this. I think their individual thoughts, they're all witnessing it separately. Yeah, and I think that ends up being true as well. So the most shocking thing, Chris, is you get into a battle. Yeah. New, it, new battle music. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. This didn't, like, I hadn't played Grandia or Lunar yet, games where I think the battle music changes frequently, like, permanently for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So this, it's, the track is the man with the machine gun. It's the best track in the game. Agreed. Opinion. And this was fucking crazy. Like, I yeah. know it's, it's a small thing that games do all the time now. Like, Undertale does it, like, six times. But this, you didn't do this in a Final Fantasy. You didn't have brand new battle music five hours into the game. Yeah, it's really the great. The song like this. Yeah. There's been Buck. different world map music, but never... Yeah, never different, music changed before. Yeah, never different battle music as far as I can remember. I mean, you know, Steel Giant, Night of yeah. Fire, that stuff shifts, but it's not a permanent change to random battle music. Yeah. So we're fighting some monsters. They're called Funguar. Yes, not fun guy. No, they are toothy mushroom guts guys. Mm, I've got mollusk snail thing with googly eyes and an umbrella party yeah. hat. I didn't scan it, I forgot. Sorry. Good. Well, here's what it sounds like when they come out. Oh, and when they die. Now, I typically have a pretty big problem when games have these, like, cutaway sequences. Like, cause it, I, th- I think it disrupts your progression. Yeah, it and, with the flow. Yeah, and stymies the momentum a little bit. Stymie, good word. And you lose access to the characters that you've been building. Right. It can be disappointing. Like, I recently played Resident Evil 7. That does that a couple of times with those videotapes. And, like, mm-hmm. I think those are effective. But, like, sometimes it's like, oh, man, I wish I was, like, the guy that I've been working on making sure that he has enough ammo and guns and stuff like that. But in Seven's know? case, the guy fucking sucks. Yeah, but I mean, that's me. You know, yeah. he's my avatar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. We suck. I understand. Yeah, yeah, I suck. But Final Fantasy VIII smartly transfers your GFs and magic stocks to the characters to the cutaway sequence. So you don't necessarily lose any mechanical progress. No. Th- that's the big problem. And you still these. level shit too, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I remember being a little bit miffed by these sequences because I wanted the momentum that was building in Squall's story to, to continue because in fact it's still pretty slow mm. at, the, at the point in the, in the main story but um, at least you get to continue to kind of tweak with your characters work with your characters and uh, and so like we talked about I think that, that they originally planned for the Squall slash Laguna sequences to be 50-50 in this game yeah. and the fact that they had this GF stuff worked out the transfer between the characters it may have actually worked you know what I mean because if you if you would have felt like you were managing two two separate parties that might have been a little bit disjointed but if you're actually just managing the same set of gfs on either yeah. side that might have worked you know if the items we get transfer over into the gfs too but to the items because that would make even less sense um, I mean, gfs you could say are from a parallel dimension and can exist independent of time like dr manhattan or some shit yeah. but these these are dreams like we, these are things that happened in the past so I, I guess things that don't necessarily make sense in the physical world can happen i guess mm. maybe i don't know so regarding different points of view do you think your perspective on that in momentum, your perspective on that changed as you grew older and started reading high fantasy that does that shit all the time. Yeah, that's true. I've always separated those two preferences in uh, fiction versus games. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I think there's some games that have done it well, like multiple viewpoints, like Sukoden 3 does a, gr- does a pretty good job from what I remember. I mean, I really enjoyed the uh, Trinity site system. Final Fantasy 6 does it briefly, but by splitting up parties, but Final Fantasy 6 has, doesn't ha- really technically have a a main star of the game. And by the time that happens, the, the plot is already moving in an interesting direction. In this case, like Squall and Friends, they're just at work. Yep. <laughs> and then they have this dream. So I don't necessarily have any problems with, with the sequence itself. I think the sequence is great, but uh, I think it comes a little bit too early, maybe. So Chris, what kind of weapon does Laguna have? 
a machine gun. He's because, the man with the machine gun. Yeah. He's great. Uh, Kiros has two blade hands and Ward has a giant spear. Yes, those blade hands are called katars. Really? That's a real thing? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. It says it in the Final Fantasy Ultimania Archive Volume 2. Also, one thing to note here, too, from the, from the Ultimania is that Laguna is 27 years old when we first encounter him in this game. So we're 10 years older than this guy. Uh, we are, yes. Mm, yes, cool. yes. Oh, yeah. But we mean, Chris. Uh, Kiros and Ward are both in their, in their early 20s, I Time believe. Time compression. Yeah. The next screen is a, like a giant wave of tall grass, much like what the raptors went through in Jurassic Park, The Lost World, that came out while this is being made. Uh, three patches of it are on fire. Ward says, who boy, not again, as our dreaming protagonist asks where they are and wonder if they're in a dream. So are we in an active war zone, not actively fighting? We're just slaying monsters out here instead of people? Yeah, I think the the uh, Laguna's boys thought that maybe they were lost. And I think they are lost because they're fighting Fungors and mm-hmm. not, you know, I think they're forces. lost. Yeah. But as well, I think Laguna is purposely fucking off. Yeah, that, that tracks. Yeah. It, it is interesting, too, because, like, Laguna is the main character of these sequences. And, like, he, he's kind of a Final Fantasy main character. Yeah. And he's sporting a machine gun, which is way different yeah, than Yeah, you, you don't do that. You yeah. don't put guns in these yeah. games for your main character. Yeah. There's a cure draw point here, but guess what, fellas? Everybody has a hundred of these on my team, so oh. I, I don't need them. Congratulations, Eric. You did great. Next, I fought a Gizard, which oh. is a snake with two scorpion pincers. Oh, I didn't encounter one of those. Chris, these fuckers drop screws. Oh, Finally, damn I can get some screws. That sucks because I have not been able to upgrade any of my weapons yet, and I need screws. They sound like this when they come out. <laughs> and like this when they die. The next screen is an ideal woodland path with a small stream through the center along with a mossy log acting as a bridge. Mm -hmm. Our sleepy seeds fill the screen with question marks. The next screen is a full green river and feels more jungle than forest. A nicely manicured dirt trail remains. At some point, Ward stops everyone and asks if we're here to fight a war against the Timber Army. The almighty Timber Army. Horus, Kiros asks why we're wasting our time messing with these animals. Laguna says, well, you see, it's just that so Laguna's deliberately not fighting people. Yeah, and it took me a minute to realize that Kiros was not being a a supremacist by saying these animals. He was just talking about literally, literally fighting monsters. Right, he yeah. wants to be fighting the animals if he's a supremacist. <laughs> yes. But uh, then Laguna says they're going AWOL. They're going home to Delling City. Yeah. He and, hustles off. Yeah, they all they all run off. And did you notice, I, I noticed one thing interesting about this section is that Ward, his running animation, mm-hmm. you know who he looks like? Steiner. Uh, close, Daniel Bo Dallas. Oh, shit. From Parasite Eve. Yeah. If you want to hear us talk about him? <laughs> nice. Go to patreon.com slash retro AM. Check good it plug, out. Chris. Yeah, thanks. 11 episodes on Parasite Eve is pretty good. So it's very clear that... Five dollars. Five dollars. Five dollars. Zell is talking about the conflict. Like, right before he passed out, what he was talking about is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. The timber uh, Galbadian conflict. And I've never been in army before, but can you decide to leave a battlefield and go back home in the middle of a fight? Uh, no. I think uh, that they... I, did you listen to season two of, of Serial? With about Bo Bergdahl. Bo Ber- yeah, right. <laughs> Can't do that. No. Everyone will hate you. Everyone. Even though it's their fault he was in the military because he had mental health problems and they just let him in the military. He was trying to do what he thought was right, Chris. Yeah, yeah. But like Delling City is not close to Timber. You can't fucking, they would have had to get on a train or some shit. Mm-hmm. God, so the next screen continues the trail through the woods, but some kind of future car is parked at the end. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a buggy, a military buggy of yeah, some sort. It's like a, a piloting vet. I wonder if this is their car. I get. Yeah, or they found it. I think it is their car. I don't know where they are. They're in the woods fighting animals. Like, I, what are they doing? I couldn't know. I, I didn't notice it at this point in time. But once once we get to the next the next section, you can see the side of it. It says GDF, and I assume that means Galbadia Defense Force. Oh, I thought it was goddamn fuckers. Uh, well, 
I like Laguna, so I won't yeah. I won't assign him that that title. But the Galbadians, you know. Yes. Yeah, well, right? yeah, the the Galbadians are goddamn fuckers as far as I can tell. That would make sense. GDF, EDF, Defense Force is a major thing in localized Japanese medium. Yeah, I mean I the, the Japanese military is called the Japanese something 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 Defense Force, DF, yeah. So this area we're in right now, do you think as Squall this five screens of woodland will ever come back here? Is this revisitable at any point? I don't know. I'm that curious. would be an effective mechanism to do so. Like, if it was, would the grass still be on fire? Would the tree still have bullet holes in <laughs> well, it? Like, I did mean, they re-render these scenes? Probably, because they re-render a lot of different perspectives on some of these scenes. So, I mean, I think they said they have, what, 800 map screens or something in this game? Yeah, a yeah, lot. So. so then we go to Delling. How are we saying D-E-L-I-N-G? What's our... Delling? Delling? Yingling? Delling, I'm, there's one L, so I'm saying Delling. 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 Yeah, Delling City. Delling City. Fignan, how do you say that? Delling City, you dingling. Oh, you just said, okay, my bad. New music, Under Her Control plays. Yeah. Chris, this is one I remember every single note of because it was so unique for a Final Fantasy game at the time. And it would have been unimaginable in a game like Final Fantasy VII. Chris, whenever I see a cathedral, anything gothic in real life, this music pops into my head. Really? I don't know why and I can't stop it. It is an unwelcome thought, but I hear it all the time. You know, actually, I just started reading the Final Fantasy VI book from Boss Fight Books. And the book is specifically about Final Fantasy VI's music. So the first chapter is mostly a lot is a lot about Nobuo Umetsu. Am I saying that right? Umatsu. Umatsu. Nobuo Umatsu. I always delete a syllable there. So anyway, Japanese fake net. Why don't you say that for us? Okay. Umatsu Nobuo. Thanks. So anyway, his music. One of the things that the the author pointed out in the first chapter was that Umatsu's emphasis on memorable melodies is was what separates him from. Uh, other video game composers. I find myself humming the the Balam Garden theme all the time. Yeah. I, I was fucking peeling carrots earlier, acting like I was wor- working in, in in the garden hot dog stand or something. I don't know what the fuck. It's weird. It's almost like he would have been better suited to make commercial jingles. Almost <laughs> like it's yeah. very appealing. I mean, yeah. I'm more if on the dividing line. I'm more of a Mitsuda man myself, but yeah, you know, it, it's great. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, the melodies are great. He he came up working with limitations of the NES oh, of and Super Nintendo, yeah. so that 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 forces you to become really good at, at developing those melodies. Limitations breed creativity. Musicsidebar.com. We're in the car in some semicircle parking lot with a fountain in the center. Ward tries to park this little funny car in the middle of the street, all while some guard asks him not to. <laughs> Laguna hits the guy with a chill man. It's cool. <laughs> yes, I think this is Laguna's entire ethos, Chris. <laughs> Chill, man. <laughs> You're right. It's cool. You're right. Angry Moose says those GDS will just park anywhere. Those goddamn yeah, fuckers. GDFs. <laughs> we all run out of the car, and Laguna says, "All right then. How about a drink, Chris? Are we on the clock?" Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Abandon the battlefield, drive back home, and start drinking. But I think we'll learn that he really doesn't want to drink. He wants something else. Yes. Kiro seems to think so, and he says, "We're not here for the booze. We have a war to fight. Ward offers a solution." So we'll get smashed, and then we'll charge. Chris, what's charge? Uh, run. Okay. Run into battle. Great. Laguna suggests that Kiros and Ward misunderstand his ambition. Quote, I just want to have a friendly drink with you two. He's lying. Yes. And then there's a noise. Two more cars roll up. One's a shitty brown 1960s car, and the other is ICP's tour bus. <laughs> yeah. I think those are positioned there so we can't leave the city. Yeah, they just, block it off. There's roadblocks there. Uh, then we get free roam of the city, and you can actually explore the city a little bit. Like, uh-huh. you can go into the tower and go into the sewers. Yeah. But nothing, you can't, it, it serves no purpose. Yeah, north, it's a massive clock tower gate. There's green benches and streetlights. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. There's, like, the clock tower has engravings of six Roman soldiers for some reason. 
Yeah, I noticed but a car is blocking most, most of it off. There's a bunch of you can like. There's an elevator you can ride up and down. For yeah. some, I don't know what the like. Why would they let us have access to this? There's nothing there as far as I can tell. Yeah. Eventually, I go back and go right. A shitty soldier car barrels by on the left side. The street is lined with pastel-colored banners. Massive spotlights can be seen at the end of the street. Yes. The next screen is the main drag of this city. A Parasite Eve-ass Carnegie Hall, Galbadia Hotel marquee, is visible on the left side. Yeah, this place is very classy looking, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's upscale. Someone yeah. keeps it clean. It's well manicured. Soldiers are positioned on both sides. Maybe that's why. A soldier car blocks further access. One guy says, got the hots for the pianist at the hotel bar. The other greets Laguna by name and asks if he's back to see her again. My guy's been fucking off in the woods all day and now wants to watch a pianist at a hotel while drinking. <laughs> I love Laguna. Laguna's great. This is wonderful. Laguna, yes. Laguna. He's uninhibited by anything. We will come to realize this later, but I think we can already tell that like Laguna and Squall are like polar opposites. Yes. And so everything that you hate about Squall, you can love about Laguna and vice versa, actually. So unconscious rebellion. Yes, it's great. But don't misunderstand our ambition, Chris. We would like to do more, but it must wait until next time. Yes. On the next episode of Retrograde Amnesia. Dot com. Let's consult the real net. Initializing real net. Today, uh, I... Ask some questions about gardening in the real net and got a couple of got a couple of good answers. Gardening that, forces. Yes, thank you for that. Thank you, uh, Dank McCoy and Quistacular. When uh, when Brooke got home um, today, I was going to tell her about this feedback. Normally, I would say like I talked to somebody on the internet that told me this, but this time I said I consulted the real net about my cucumbers today. Yeah, did she get that? <laughs> yes, she did because she's she's uh, done two podcasts. Yeah, now. she's done two podcasts now. One hundred and fifty. She's done two. That's good. John Doe says, "What the hell is a games dot com?" That was something, right? Games.com? Oh, a game.com. Fucking game. shit. Game.com. Okay, yeah. It was, the game.com was a competitor to uh, late 90s, slightly before the side talking um, engage thing. It was like a Game Boy Color and Wonderswan competitor that took cartridges. And its big thing was like it could connect to the internet via like a plug-in telephone modem, not wirelessly because that hadn't been invented yet. And Sega cut a deal where they put like Sonic Jam, Fighters Megamix, Fucking Resident Evil 2 was on that thing. Mortal Kombat Trilogy was on that thing. And like a bunch of shitty games like Lights Out and like Mahjong. It was a failed handheld. But for some reason, it had some big name games on it. Weird. There were well, shitty. There, it, was, it was bad. It was like Game Boy 1 technology. It kind of reminds me of like Stadia a little bit. Like not, not that it's bad technology, but it had some big name games on it. But like fucking. Yeah, no but who's going to use that? Thing? Yeah. Like what's, yeah. what's the market there? Yeah. Everybody has a Game Boy Color at this point. What are you doing? SST Ninja says it's easy to give a pathology to every behavior, but sometimes a person is just an asshole. And I think we talked about that with our Squall conversation when he was talking about Kisses in the last episode. Yeah, but I mean, Squall might just be an asshole. We don't know enough about him to assign a role like that yet. Yeah, like yeah. he's bordering toward that, but it would be an unfair judgment from our limited encounters so far. Also, if you're wondering why we're talking about game.com, that is either in the after show or doesn't exist. Sorry. I think that part was recorded, so I'll put it Well, I know, but it, they wouldn't have heard it at this point. Oh, yeah. Cliff Racer says, classrooms 200G, libraries 150G, teachers 800G, Guardian Forces, 3,600G. Hot Dogs, 150G. That's <laughs> Someone the, who is good at education, please help me budget this. My students are failing. This that's is the, the, the drill the, tweet the drill about tweet. candles. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, there are people that respond to that just say, just spend less on candles. <laughs> John Doe says, the big bad rascal. Big time Dennis the Menace energy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, goes to Chuck E. Cheese, pisses on the balls, like, breaks things, throws pizza at the fucking Chucky band, like, a menace. SSD Ninja brings up something interesting. It says, I also 
love how this game is really pushing digressions, which I think is true. It's happened a lot in the first, the last couple episodes where there's been digressions between you and I on these certain things. I mean, I think it's because it's in a like a school, a high school setting, yeah. and it like feels more like I have nothing in common with Xenogears at all. Yeah, <laughs> or Chrono Cross really, other than I've been to a beach before. But I've done things like this. I've been an asshole at a party. <laughs> I've played cards with my friends. Assassin just says every time I hear a story about children, I love the cats more. Yeah. 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 My kid said to me the other day, some people don't have kids, right? And I was like, yeah, some people don't have kids. I was like, no, nah, you don't have to have kids. Everybody, some people do, some people don't. And he said, if you didn't have kids, you wouldn't have anybody to play Minecraft Dungeons with. That's right, Chris. And I was like, yeah, good point, I guess. Probably should have said Smash Brothers. That would have been a better one because I, I, I would. But you've had somebody to play Smash Brothers with. Not anymore. Yeah, that's true. John Doe says, Zell Loki loves dropping exposition. It's kind of odd giving everything else about him. Somebody has to, right? Like, yeah. Zell and Selfie are both archetypes, but occasionally I haven't seen anything useful out of Selfie yet, really, but I assume she has something Yeah, later. Selfie's just kind of been there, which is un- unfortunate because like, I kind of like Selfie. It's like, like how did you pass? What? <laughs> you relayed a message and fought Elvaray, I guess. Anonymous says, I think it makes sense that they made it this way for battles since they spent all this time to make up the battle system. It would be a pain to build it up back up for every character in reference to the transfer Yeah, that's a good thing. point, too. Yeah. I'm sure that was a, a discussion at some point. Yeah, or if they just gave you, like, pre-programmed characters, that would be boring. be very boring if you, if you... I don't know, if you had unique guardian forces, right? That'd be cool. Or unique spells. Yeah. Like, do you even get arrow in this game? It, like, can you... It may have worked better if the, this Laguna stuff was truly half the game, maybe. But I still like being able to build it up either way. It'd be cool if instead of Fyra, he still had Fire 2 or whatever. Because <laughs> it was 16 years ago when magic was even less refined. Yeah. Fire 2. Nice. Wayne says Laguna is Lebowski, question mark. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think he's getting more money than the big Lebowski. John Doe says uh, Laguna is going to fucking get court-martialed. Yeah. <laughs> Both distracted and horny. You can't be, you can only be one at one time. Okay, thank you, RealNet, for your comments tonight. We'll see you next time. This episode has been a production of Retrograde Amnesia, recorded on May 20th, 2021. Thank you, Mark, for the intro music. You're welcome, Chris. Chris, yeah. Mark's intro music, in case it's brand new to you, is a cover of Tim's Man of the Sea by Yasunori Mitsuda. Oh, yeah, good point. If you're just turning into this season. Go ahead, I'm we, sorry. We don't say that enough. Find us on Twitter at RetroAmnesiaPod. And if you like our podcast and you want to hear more of it or hear it earlier or, or hear it, you know, in your ears better or something, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash RetroAM. Get early access, bonus episodes, miniseries, voting rights, Stereo Mix and access to the real net on Discord. Email us at podcast at retrogradeamnesia.com. Until next time. Yes, we will kill a god. And now you may go back to sleep. It's Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. I'm so bad with dates. <laughs> Good thing I told you, dude. I got him a gift. I know he'll think it's funny, and I'm not sure if you will too. Would you like to know what the gift is? Yes. So Fighters Megamix is a kind of rare Saturn game. Mm-hmm. They made a game.com version. Wow. And I bought him a sealed copy of that. It should be here tomorrow. He doesn't have a game.com. Did you have a game.com? I did not have a game.com. That's wild. I'm such an idiot. For some reason, I, I pictured dip spit and not dip. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry. We've, we've talked enough about dip spit on this podcast. I think we're gonna, I'm going to delete that. Maybe. Kentucky. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe you could just... Uh, no, we're keeping it. No, don't just keep it as a hard break. Just kind of put it under... The, under oh, I did. Uh, under yeah, it is. Okay. I got okay. a hard break the first time. The rest is buried. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you.
Thanks, Eric. Great job on the production of the, of the last episode, I guess. I don't remember. I think I listened to it. I'll be done with the other one soon. I need a drink. Hold on. Fuck it. Oh, this, this, uh, hmm. That's that some, should, uh, that's just drying me out. Evening brown down there, huh? Um, this is, this is a prohibition style bourbon. So they don't clean it? Which I think it means that, that I, uh, I'm, 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 like the cops can arrest me for drinking it, maybe. This is true, yeah. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's pretty good. One year, Santa was an asshole, and my wife got pissed at him. Hell yeah. Because my son... Did children watch your mom, their mom chew out he, Santa? She was... I think, I think she maybe wrote a letter to Santa at that point in time. Uh, no, she didn't. No, I don't think she did. I was Because I was like, don't do that. Just fucking don't worry about it. Uh, because my kid decided that he wanted to save his cookie for Santa. And when Santa was coming around, passing out out, out his shit, uh-huh. my my son Griffin, he was like three years old too. Yeah, he was like, "Here's Santa, here's a cookie." And Santa was like, "What oh, Santa do, Chris?" Santa was like, "Oh no, you keep that." Yep. And I'm like, "Fucking Santa, just grab it and throw it in the trash when you get in the other fucking room, dude." I mean, no come way, on, dude. Santa. He's fucking kid, chocolate chip cookies, making his gloves all fucked up. Fucking fuck your kids, man. Let <laughs> fuck them kids is what Santa fuck said. Fuck them kids. Not Michael Jordan. Santa. So you probably missed a sign that said, "Don't hand shit to Santa." <laughs> I actually don't mind the event itself. I don't like driving there and driving back. It yeah, French Lake sucks. Plus, it smells like sulfur. <laughs> Fuck Quiris. Quis. Quistus. Christus. You, oh, you're right. You're, we suck. I understand. Yeah, yeah, I suck. Anyway. 